So let's not leave this moment yet. Uh, so I was, I was praying, and we can keep playing. I was praying in the back, and I was just thinking about you guys. And I got a picture of a, a cab, so like New York City. And I, I saw each of you kind of standing on the road and desiring to go to a destination. So stay with me. So I just felt like you were calling for God, right? Like, Lord, I need you. I need to go somewhere that I'm not at currently. And I felt like the cab pulled up and God kind of looked at you and he was the driver and he said, get in. And it was almost like you brushed it aside and you said, I'm gonna, I'm gonna get the next one. I'm gonna get the next ride. I'm gonna get the next service. I'm gonna ne- get the next time I'm in worship. But I'm not ready to get in and allow you, Father, to, to drive my life. And I, I also saw that because of all the cabs that went by and all the times that you said, I'm gonna get it next time. I'm gonna really give my life to you. I'm gonna go all in with you, Jesus, the next service. But right now, I just got too much on my plate. I, I saw the rain hitting you and, and the, the storms of life hitting you. And, and you continue to say, I'll get the next one, I'll get the next one. And I just wanna encourage you, tonight's your night. Don't let another service, don't let another night go by before you go, okay, God. You can have it all. You can have every part of me, Father. You can take control of my life. Let's pray. Lord, I thank you for each student in here tonight. God, I ask that you would bless our service, bless this time. Lord, I ask that your Holy Spirit would fill this place, that lives would be changed, Father. That no one would leave here the same, Lord, but our cry would be for more of you and less of us. In Jesus' mighty name, amen. Amen. Now, as you give somebody a high five and take your seat, let's prepare our hearts for an awesome word from my wife, uh, my best friend, Tori. What's up? Hey, are you with me? One more yell. What's up? That's what I'm talking about. Hey, guys, I am so stinking excited and fired up to be here right now. My name is Tori. I'm Pastor Trent's wife. If you don't know me, hello. Very nice to meet you. I want to have a conversation with you afterwards if I don't know you, just because hi, because it's time. It's time for, yeah, I don't know what I'm saying right now. I'm going to stop. Oh, my heart's beating really fast, y'all. I'm so, I'm so excited. I'm so excited to be here. I really, I genuinely feel like the Lord is going to talk to you today. And so could you just do me a favor, like check in, pay attention, because it's not about me like talking, it's about what the Lord wants to tell you. And he seriously, like he's burdened my heart with what he wants to tell you today. So I'm just going to jump right in um, and say I, part of my excitement, part of, part of the reason I'm so like worked up inside is because I've been going to this church since I can remember, and I sat like where you're sitting. So I was in high school, and I was in Emerge, and I remember the speakers, and I remember what the Lord said to me. And, and then I didn't know, I didn't know what the Lord wanted for my life. And so going from sitting there to over time, the Lord changing me and growing me, and now I'm here, I didn't know this was my purpose, but it was, and God knew it when I was in your seat. So I want to encourage you, even if you don't know what the Lord has for you, maybe you're sitting here and you're like, I don't think God even has a reason for me. There's a reason, and it's very specific. 
And God wants to love on you and grow you and have you become that person. So I just want to encourage you with that. But I'm going to start off by talking about my wonderful husband, Pastor Trent. Do y'all love Pastor Trent? I love Pastor Trent. Just like to be a braggy wife, I think that his personality is like amazing and hysterical. And I know I'm super biased. Like, yeah, good. I'm glad you love your husband. It's, it's great. But like, seriously, I love his personality. He's so funny and different from me that it's fun. I love being around him. And so since we've got married, I've prayed that our children would have his personality. And I'm pregnant now. Don't know if you guys knew that. It's super fun. It's also really weird. I can like feel my stomach stretching, which is weird. It's a weird thing, but it's super cool because like there's a baby in there and then the baby's going to come out and be our kid. It's awesome. It's super fun. But so I've been praying for a long time for our kids to have trans personality. And I'm pretty sure we saw this prayer come true in front of our eyes. What do you mean, Tori? Let me explain. Yeah, I know the baby's not even born yet, but can you show? So that's our baby. Are they so cute? A little nugget. I'm so excited. Um, I'm so excited. But so can you tell what the arrow is pointing at? Like, can you see that? It's a tongue. It is a tongue. Do you know why our baby is sticking their tongue out? Because they were mad at our doctor. She was poking around me with the ultrasound and moving them. And the baby was like, I don't like that. And they stuck their tongue out at our doctor. And I don't know if that's sassy or feisty or sarcastic, but it's definitely not me. So that's Trent, and the Lord has answered our prayer. <laughs> but that's what, that's what I'm talking to you guys about tonight is prayer, and that prayer is powerful. Say, prayer is powerful. Now say it like you mean it. Prayer is powerful. So prayer for me, like my experience from, you know, little to middle school, high school, college, whatever, I've kind of been all over the place with prayer. So there have been some times where I'm praying and it's awesome and like the Lord is answering all my prayers and I'm like getting answers left and right and he's talking to me and I feel like there's a reason that I'm praying. And then there have been other times where I didn't know what to pray or I would get in my head about it and be like, okay, is God listening? He doesn't seem to be answering my prayers. Should I even do this? Like, I don't know what's going on. And it's been, like, drastic in my journey of prayer. And so I just want to acknowledge that some of you may be in, like, one of those drastic places where you love to pray and you know that the Lord hears you and answers your prayers. And then there may be others of you that have maybe honestly even never prayed, don't know what it is. Like Pastor Trent up here said amen, and you were like, what is that word? Is that English? Well, it is not. Well, I'll just let you know right now. I can talk about it later. But there are differences, and we're in different places, and we have so many questions about it, and that's, that's what I want to talk to you about. I'm going to answer three big questions about prayer tonight. The first one is, what is prayer? Seems simple, right? We make it really complicated. Have you ever, like, gotten in your head about it where you're like, okay, so, like, should I fold my hands and close my eyes and bow my head or should I look up? If I kneel, is that more like holy? If I say certain words, how do I start? Like, dear Jesus, hey, God, what's up, pops? Like, what do I, how do I start? How do I end? What is this word, amen? Why do we say in Jesus' name? What does that mean? If I don't pray before I eat, will I get food poisoning? Like, we have a bunch of questions about prayer, and the thing about it is that it's really, really simple. It's just having a conversation with God. We're the ones who make it complicated and weird. Like, we get in our heads about it. It's just talking to God, having a relationship with God. So just for some perspective, do any of you guys have a friend that lives out of town? 
Okay, if you don't, just imagine with me. Someone who you know lives far away, but you never text them, you never snap them, you never comment on each other's pictures on Instagram, you never call them. Wait, do you guys even call people anymore? Do you? Wow, that's awesome. I mean, so you don't, you don't call this person. You basically don't speak to them at all. Are you very close to them? I want you to answer. Are you very close to them? No. The majority is no. The answer is no. Sorry about that, friend. If you never talked to them, if you didn't know anything about their character, if you didn't know anything about their life, and you never talked to them, but they're a friend that lives out of town. so I can't hear you, so I'm going to keep going. No, you're not close to them. You don't know anything about them. God is the same way. God is the same way with us. And we, we make it really, really complicated. Like, God wants us to talk to him like you would talk to your friend, like you would talk to me. And so part of that talking and having a relationship with God is also like listening. So it's coming to God with your honest thoughts and your honest emotions, even if that's anger, just a side note, God is not afraid of you being mad at him. I don't know if you know that. God's bigger than all of the stuff that we feel. So if we're mad at him, if we're doubting him, if we're super upset, he doesn't care what we feel. Um, He does care what we feel. He doesn't mind negative emotions. He wants us to be close to him so that he can heal your negative emotions. Just a side note, don't be afraid to go to God when you're mad. He wants you to come to him when you're mad. And that's just a side note. So it's a conversation. We're talking and we're listening. And I feel like a lot of times, too, people even are like, what does it mean for God to talk to me? Is it a, is it a voice in my head? Is it like a text pops up on my phone from God? This is what you need to do. Like, and I want to say that God talks to us in a lot of different ways. He can talk to you. I've never heard the voice of God in my head. I've never heard that, but God still talks to me. Personally, he does this weird thing where if I ask him for something or he's doing something in my life, I'll get this weird feeling in my stomach where I have to like do something, where I have to like praise him or I have to go talk to someone about Jesus. It's a weird, and that's how he talks to me. That's how I know that he's talking to me. A lot of times, I don't know, if you've been here for a long, long time, then you know that sometimes I would come up on stage and share a message that wasn't planned. That's because God was talking to me and he said, I need you to say this. But God doesn't always have to use a voice. He doesn't have to use a feeling. He can, he can use a leader in your life. He can use a parent that loves the Lord. He can use whatever he needs to. As long as the message is from him, he's still talking to you. So I want to challenge you. Maybe you do talk to God, but maybe you don't listen. So I want to challenge you to listen because God does talk back. So I'm just going to read in Matthew. This is what, as we're talking about how prayer is simple and it's a conversation, um, there's a verse in Matthew that that. God kind of shows us how he wants us to pray. So I'm going to start reading. And when you pray, do not be like the hypocrites, for they love to pray standing in the synagogues and on the street corners to be seen by others. Truly, I tell you, they have received their reward in full. But when you pray, go into your room, close the door, and pray to your Father who is unseen. Then your Father, who sees what is done in secret, will reward you. So this is explaining. In Jesus' time, there were these people called Pharisees, and they were super religious, and they knew what they were talking about and whatever. Like, they knew a bunch of stuff. And so they would stand on street corners in front of people and use a bunch of big words and quote scripture as they prayed, and it was a show. 
It wasn't real. It wasn't really them talking to God. It was just a show. It was just a bunch of words that intimidated everybody. And so just to make this like a now time, do do you know, and you might not, I hope you don't because it's not cool, but do you know anybody like ever in your life who they say they're a super awesome good Christian and they pray all the time and they worship all the time and they're perfect and then you see them on Snapchat or Instagram story and they're like drinking and doing a bunch of stuff they shouldn't be doing? Have you? Yeah. Is that? Yeah. God doesn't want us to be like that. Surprise. Sorry. God doesn't want us to portray this big thing and pray in a whatever where it's a show and then not actually be talking to him and having a relationship with him. God doesn't want that. What God wants is for us to sit, like the verse says, quiet in our room alone and have a conversation with him where we go to him with stuff. Because you guys are going through some stuff. You are. I know it. You sense it when you come into the room. There are, you know how we've been talking about um, for the past couple of weeks, there, there have been, we're talking about supernatural stuff. So there are things like we can tell when there's heaviness on you. Like we know you're going through some stuff. And that's why we're so serious when we get up here and when we worship, because we know that God can heal your stuff. You just have to talk to him about it. So there's that. Oh, and just so you know, if you haven't heard this, we end prayer saying in Jesus' name because the Bible says that the name of Jesus has power. So like at the name of Jesus, demons flee, darkness flees. So that's why we say that. And the word amen is not an English word. It's a word from the Bible. And it basically means let it be done. It's like our send button. Like we say it and we're done. And that's, what was that? That was weird. All right. I didn't do that on purpose. <laughs> um, but it's, it's like our send button. And so that's basically it. It's not weird and fancy. It's the power of Jesus. I claim this prayer in the power of Jesus and then let it be done. And that's how we end. If you didn't know what that was. So my second question is, how is prayer powerful? Say, how is prayer powerful? Thank you so much for asking. I'm so glad you asked that question. That's such a good question. Prayer is powerful because we're not relying on our own power. Have you guys ever heard the saying, God won't give you more than you can handle? Have you heard that? Like hands. Yes, no. Hands. Yeah. So if you haven't heard it, basically people say this thing, God won't give you more than you can handle. And it's basically a saying that just means like, you got it. Like you're good. Whatever happens in your life, you can handle it. You can overcome it. You can will it. You can do it. And that's not, that's not actually true. The Bible doesn't say that. Sorry to burst your bubble if you really thought that was true. That's not actually true. The verse that people get that from is in um, 1 Corinthians. And it's talking about how the Lord um, won't allow you to be tempted past what you can handle. So not that temptation won't be great. It's just that the Lord will always give you an out to temptation. Is that that won't be more than you can handle. And somehow people have understood that um, like, Things in life won't be more than you can handle. And that's not true. And I'm sure you've already experienced it. Like there will be things in your life that are more than you can handle that you don't know what to do with. Like, and I'm sure it's already happened to you, whether it's your parents got divorced 
or your dad left, or your mom left, or somebody died, or somebody got sick. Like, things happen in our lives that are way more than we can handle. And when we say, God won't give you more than you can handle, that's fooling ourselves, because then we're relying on ourselves. We can't do that. We pray because we're relying on God's power. What God does say is that with his power and with him, we can overcome anything in our life, but we can't do it on our own. But that's why we pray, because prayer is powerful, because it's not us. It's saying, God, I really can't do this. Like, I need your help. And even that surrender changes something in the atmosphere where the enemy goes, oh, no, I'm not going to be able to get him this time. They call Jesus. Whereas before, when we're just relying on ourselves, we really can't do it. So maybe you're hearing all that and you're like, cool, cool, that's great. Um, but I've prayed before and the bad things still happen. Parents got divorced. I had to move. I didn't make the team. Whatever. Maybe it's bigger than that. Maybe it's smaller than that. But you're saying, I've prayed and I got burned. My third question is, what do we do when it doesn't feel like God is answering our prayers? And so this one's a little tricky because God actually does answer all of our prayers. It just may not be exactly what we want to hear. So I'm going to set this up. A couple of things can happen when we pray. God can say yes, and the thing you pray for can happen, and you're done, and it's said, and it's awesome. Sometimes there can be a delay. So just as an example, <clears throat> have you guys heard of Daniel from the Bible, Daniel in the lion's den? Have you heard of that? Again, hands, yes, no? Hands? Yeah? Okay. So if you don't know him, this character, Daniel in the Bible, who was a real person because the Bible is real, um, Daniel, he is so loved by God. At one point, he was worshiping the Lord, and the country he was in or the ruler he was under said, you're not allowed to do that. And so they threw him into a pit with a bunch of lions in it for the lions to eat him. Think about that for a second. If you're thrown into a pit with a bunch of lions, are you coming out alive? Probably not. Don't fool yourself. They're going to eat you. Someone's like, yeah, I got it. I'm like, no, you don't. They're lions. They're going to kill you. Um, so Daniel was thrown into a pit with a bunch of lions, and literally the Lord loves him so much, he shut the mouths of the lions. So animals, lions, scary, Simba's dad, he shut their mouths, and they didn't eat him. So this is that same Daniel, obviously loved by God, has an anointing on his life. And Daniel... Um, once we get to the verse, I'll read it. But Daniel is asking God for something. And he is like fervently praying to where he can't eat and he can't sleep. Have y'all ever not slept? Have y'all ever not eaten? Have y'all ever done it at the same time? That's awful. Why? That's just, so he's in a horrible place. 21 days. 21 days. Doesn't eat, doesn't sleep. He's begging God for an answer. And an angel comes to him and speaks to him. So that's where we pick up and read in Daniel 10, 12 through 13. This is the angel talking to Daniel. Then he said, don't be afraid, Daniel. Since the first day you began to pray for understanding and to humble yourself before God, your request in heaven has been heard. I have come in to answer your prayer. But for 21 days, the spirit of the prince of the kingdom of Persia, which is a demon, side note, so you understand what that means, a demon blocked my way. Then Michael, one of the archangels, came to help me, and I left him there with the spirit of the prince of the kingdom of Persia. So we've been talking about supernatural. We've been talking about the enemy. Um, and if not, 
if you don't understand that, come ask questions later because we can explain it more. But um, there are things in the world that, that we can't see. So there are, there is a heaven and there is a hell, and there are beings that operate in both that inhabit the earth with us. So you can pray, and the Lord can be sending an answer to you, and the enemy tries to stop it. So that's why there's a delay sometimes, where the enemy cannot want you to hear what God is saying so bad that there's literally a spiritual battle happening over you. And that's what happens sometimes. Another thing that can happen is that the Lord says, wait. I know none of you like waiting. I know that for dang sure. Because we live in America. We don't wait for anything. We have Uber Eats and one-day delivery and drive through and whatever. Do you guys like waiting for anything? Don't be sarcastic with me. Do you like waiting? You like waiting for summer vacation. You like waiting for school to get out. You like waiting for, I don't know, what else do you wait for? A bunch of things. You wait for everything. You hate waiting. I hate waiting. Come on. Are you with me? Okay. We hate waiting, don't we? Yeah? We hate it. We don't like it. We don't want it. Why wait when we can have things immediately? God says wait sometimes. And God says wait sometimes. Do you know why? There's actually a reason. Do you know why God says wait sometimes? Because he's getting things ready for you. There can be things in our life that are out of line. There can be things in the heavens that are out of line. And the Lord is working on them to get the answer to you. But there have to be things in line so that it's exactly what God wants it to be. That's why he says wait sometimes. We don't like it, but that's why he says wait sometimes. Sometimes the answer is no, and we really hate that one, don't we? And this one's like kind of rough because sometimes God says no, and it's like a big deal, and we get super upset. Like we don't like when God says no. You don't like when anyone says no. Do you like when your parents say you can't go hang out with your friends or when your teacher says you can't go to the bathroom? (laughs) Come on, that's what I'm talking about. Like we don't like hearing no. We want to do what we want to do. But we have to remember, like, God isn't a vending machine. He's not a genie in a bottle where you rub his belly and pat his head and then we get our three wishes. That's not God. If you think that's God, I'm very sorry. It's not God. God doesn't just do what we want. God's not a yes man. God is the creator of the universe He put the stars in the sky. He puts breath in your lungs. He created you in your mother's womb. He's making our child right now. Like, God, big. Like, he's just so much more than we give him credit for sometimes. That's what I'm trying to say. We think he's just this little thing that's supposed to do what we want. He's serious. He is the creator of the universe who put this entire world into motion, who orchestrated every single one of your lives to be here at this exact moment. And that's why it's hard when God says no 
Because we get so upset because if God loved me, wouldn't he give me what I'm asking for? We think that. We do. And that's okay. But it's a lie. Because the truth is, God loves you so much, he'll say no to what you're asking for because he has something better. When he says yes, there's a better no. Or when he says no, there's a better yes. Glad I caught that one. Word dyslexia. When he says no, there's a reason. He might be protecting you from something. We don't know. We don't know what God is going to do with us. And we think sometimes we know so well exactly what we need and exactly what we want. I'm sorry to tell you, but the thing that you're really, really struggling with that you can't control, that you're asking God to change, he might not want to change it. And that sucks. But there's a reason because he's good and he loves you and he wants to take care of you. When he says no, it's not to be a jerk. It's not to just take things away from us or, or take away our hope. It's for such a reason that we don't understand. We don't understand everything. I was, um, I was in high school, I was 15, and I was asking God what he wanted me to do with my life. I was like, God, I'm so serious right now. Like, I wanna know what you have for me. Tell me the plan, I'm, I'm game. Tell me what it is. I wanna know what you're gonna do. I wanna know how you're gonna do it so I can get on board and I can do it with you. I wanna know, tell me, tell me, tell me. Asking over and over and over and over and over, asking. I wouldn't stop asking because I needed to know what was gonna happen. I needed to know. And um, I was at a youth camp and one of the pastors, we were sitting just like this. And the pastor said, I want you to close your eyes and I want you to pray and God is gonna answer. And I closed my eyes and I got this picture in my head, which is another way that God can talk to you. He can give you a picture in your head. Like Pastor Trent said, he got a picture. So I got a picture and it was so clear. It was, I was walking on this dirt path like I can still see it right now, like nothing beside me on either side on this dirt path. And in front of me was a silhouette of a man, and it was Jesus. And in front of him was a light. And God told me when I, when I saw that, he said, this is going to be your life, honey. He said, I'm not going to tell you where you're going. He said, I want you to follow me, and I'm going to take you exactly where I want you to be. But you have to trust me. You have to follow me. You have to do what I tell you to do because I love you. Because going out away from the path I was on is death. We mess around. Guys, we mess around so much with sin. Pastor Trent talked about that last week. We mess around so much with sin because we think it's okay and we think that it's not serious. But we get away from God and who he's called us to be. He wants you to thrive. Do you understand that? He genuinely loves you so much. He wants you to thrive. He wants you to do what you're made to do. He wants you to marry who you're made to marry. He wants you to have a family. He wants you to be safe. He wants you to be whole. He wants you to be redeemed of all of the stuff that's happened in your life. And we push him away. We push him away because we don't, we feel awkward praying. Or we just want to do what we want to do instead of having a relationship with him. 
I don't know if the Lord has told you exactly what he wants you to do in your life, but I know he didn't tell me. I had to follow. I had to follow him on purpose, not on accident, where I would show up every once in a while when it was convenient to church or read my Bible when a thing came up on Instagram for me to read. It's on purpose. You have to be intentional. You have to be intentional to talk to the Lord because he will answer you. It may not be what we want. It might not. But it's going to be so much better than what we ask for because he genuinely loves you. So I just want to encourage you as we close to push past all of the discouragement when God says no because I understand that you don't understand. I don't understand a lot of the time why God does the things that he does. But I want to encourage you, when we pray, something happens. Either our situation changes or we change. We become stronger. We have more faith. We have more bravery. Something changes. So I encourage you, push. Pray until something happens. Because it's that relationship I'm telling you, if he doesn't change your situation, he's going to change the way you feel. He's going to give you more joy. I don't know how many of you are dealing with depression. That's a big thing. Pray until something happens. Pray until your situation happens or until you are different. Until you're more like God, where you have joy, where you have peace, where you have love, where you're not angry all the time. Pray until something happens. God wants it. He wants to talk to you. So as we close, we're just, we're just, you guys are gonna pray. Because we've been talking all night about how prayer is simple and how your prayers are powerful. So I, I want you to pray for just 60 seconds, okay? I want you to pick a person. That can be yourself. I want you to pick a person or I want you to pick a situation that you want God to intervene in, and I want you to just pray. Eyes open, eyes closed, whatever. 60 seconds, okay? Jesus, I thank you, God, that you're such a good God, that you hear our prayers, God, that you care about how we feel, that you care about our situation, Jesus, that you want the best life for us, God. We thank you. We're so thankful that you're so good, God. Lord, I pray that every prayer that was said just now, Jesus, that you would begin to speak 
that you would speak, God, that something would change, that something would shift, that these kids would hear your voice or see a picture or have a feeling or have someone encourage them, something, Jesus, to let them know that you're listening and that you're real and that you care, God, because you do care. You care about everything in their life, Lord. Amen. So you can look back up at me. I really believe that some of you, that the Lord like talked to you during this, whether that was an upset feeling or a joy feeling or whatever. Like I feel like the Lord talked to you and is drawing you. Pastor Trent talked about the cab. It's time to get in y'all. It's time to get serious about God. He's not playing games. This is your life. He's not playing games. So I'm gonna pray one more time. And if you feel that urgency in your heart, if your heart's beating fast and you feel like an urgency to make a decision to live your life different, we're gonna do that right now. Because Jesus died on the cross. If you've never heard this, Jesus died on the cross and paid for our sins, which separate us from God so that we now have the opportunity to be in relationship with God and he can save us from our sin. And sin isn't just like a rule book. Sin isn't like just law. Sin hurts us. The world wants to tell you that sin is fun and that it's awesome and that it's cool and that everyone loves to do it. Sin hurts you. It hurts bad. The more you get into sin, the deeper you feel like you're falling. Sin is not a game. God is not playing a game. He wants to save you and heal you and see you set free and talk to you. He wants to talk to you. The God of the universe wants to talk to you. So I'm gonna pray, okay? Everyone bow your heads and repeat after me. Dear Jesus, thank you that you sent your son. I'm done playing games. I wanna have a relationship with you. I'm choosing Jesus right now. In Jesus' name, amen. And heads still bowed, heads still bowed. Will you raise your hand if you made that decision for the very first time? It's nothing weird. Someone's just gonna come and give you a card so that we can kind of just explain a little bit more about what that means for your life. God, thank you for this service. I thank you for every student here. I pray for their hearts, God. Lord, that they would talk to you, that they would hear you, Jesus. That you would make prayer simple for them. That you would make talking to you simple for them, God. Just so that it matters and it means something, God. I pray for a relationship that grows, Jesus. I pray for a conviction that there wouldn't be any more games, God. Lord, I thank you for all that you've done and all that you're going to do, God. In Jesus' name, amen. So we're gonna enter into a time of worship now if you just wanna stand. Um, and if there are things on your heart that like maybe you've sinned and, and you you need the Lord to forgive you or, or you just wanna pray or you just really feel the Lord drawing you into worship, you have permission to come up here. But we're just gonna go into worship, okay? I just wanna remind you guys, I know I've said it a bunch, but God is so serious about loving you. 
He's so serious about loving you. And the things in your life that you want to change, he can change. Or he can change you so you can handle it. So let's go ahead and worship.